This episode is brought to you by AWOM Lab. AWOM Lab is a creative space that offers membership for women entrepreneurs. The membership includes access to a cafe, high-speed Wi-Fi, a small retail store, and a full-service photography and podcast studio. The Lab fosters women's empowerment and is designed to inspire, motivate, and connect women in South Florida. AWOM Lab also has an in-house creative agency that develops content for female-owned brands. Most importantly, the vibe and energy is that of collaboration and hustle. So if you're an entrepreneur looking to kickstart your business and need a place to work from or event space, make sure to follow AWOM Lab on Instagram. That's A-W-O-M-L-A-B. GGB is a proud member and we can't wait to see you at the lab. See you there. Girls Gone Boss is the driven women's guide to love, life, and business. Hosted by the boss ladies, Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. <sighs> oh, yes. Welcome to Girls Gone Boss. I'm Gabby. And I'm Alex. How and are you? Officially at yes. a warm lab. I'm so excited to be here. If you guys have not heard the news, Alex, let them know. We actually have our own podcast studio now at AWOM Lab. So Woo-hoo! it's amazing news. The space is beautiful. It, the aesthetic is wonderful. You guys should definitely check it out. Um, at AWOM Lab. And it's a place where, you know, women who are doing big things and entrepreneurs are coming together to work and create. And it's just an inviting place. It's beautiful. It smells amazing. It has a great vibe. I mean, it's totally Girls Gone Boss. Yeah. And Sarah has been such a gracious host with us, you know, throughout the entire process. So we're officially here. So if anybody's interested in starting a podcast out there, don't know where to start, don't even have the equipment, guess what? Girls Gone Boss got you. We are set up here and we're ready to go. So just hit us up, DM us or DM A1 Lab. Hit them up and see how you can, um, you know, join your content here. It's all about content creation and getting excited about your dreams. I mean, I think a lot of people have asked us, how do we start a podcast? Well, here's something you can use as a tool. Besides just a podcast studio, it's also just a creative lab where you can do photography, graphics, like really anything that your heart desires, you can do it here at the lab. So we're excited to be a part of this amazing, amazing movement. So to, you know, move forward, we have an amazing guest who, um, you guys, I'm sure you're going to love. Um, Bethany Martinez is a Miami native who's developed a niche in fostering long-term relationships within South Florida's community of young up and coming professionals. She's began her career climbing the ranks of the hospitality industry and has now merged those skills with her love for Miami real estate. Over the course of a decade, Bethany watched the entire Miami market grow in all industries, including hospitality and real estate. Inspired by the energy and development coming to the area, she obtained her real estate license and began leveraging her relationships, turning them into transactions like a boss. Wow, Welcome, that sounds Bethany. so fancy. <laughs> That's such a good intro. I love it. Oh, man. That was <laughs> Welcome. like a bio, but yes. What's up, it. girl? Hey, oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first podcast. It actually, it's a lot easier to do this when it's just a podcast, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we can do anything behind the scenes. But we're officially live on Oh, yeah. Yes. We are Instagram. live on Instagram for those of you who want to go and catch it. I mean, I don't know if it's going to last that long. But it's hey. at Bethany <laughs> Miami. But anyways, Bethany, please. 
let everyone know. First of all, we have known each other for quite some time. Yes, we have. Um, we didn't spend it, it like enough time, I guess, but we had some run-ins with each other. Mm-hmm. Very good ones. I know. That led to this. So yes, that's that amazing. led to this. As, as like Girls Gone Boss like fashion, it's always connecting people. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So we, Bethany and I met um, back in the day when I was uh, part of a church Yes. Um, group i guess uh-huh. what you call it a yeah, connect yeah. group right? a connect group for sure yes and you were living with eliza at the time. i was that was my that's my best friend yeah i was living with her and we were hosting the group in our apartment which is crazy that's cute that was the first time i ever hosted a group in my apartment so it was an experience and it was amazing and i met you and it's just so crazy how you came and you went and then we never connected yeah after that oh if you would have known at that moment like yeah. all of the things you had to offer. I would have loved to have connected you sooner. Well, I think timing is everything, right? Absolutely. But how did you guys maintain connected after that? Well, that was the funny part. So I did the connect group. I didn't really see her then. I would see her here and there in church, but then I kind of disconnected from church. And um, But Jesus brought us together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then we would just have we were within the same circle i feel like she knew the same people i knew um we ran to each other in events um then we had similar friends that like oh bethany oh of course i know her and then the power of social media i mean being able to stay connected at you'd pop up and then i'd pop up and then we see what we're doing and then we're like hold on let's do more yeah and then you start seeing how like you know i feel like similar people attract each other and i think we had like some a lot of similarities um and then also i bumped into her at orlando while she was at a real estate was, convention. Yeah, it's crazy. I when I saw you, I'm like, what, what are you doing here? Yeah, and I was at a Justin Keeles concert. Oh, Shout yeah. out to Jay. Hey. Yeah. So I went there obviously for work, and I, I went to go support an artist that I work with. And then she was there, like, oh, I'm here with my real estate friends. It was the only thing going on in That's Orlando really at the time. Funny. So we were breaking away from the convention. And when I heard it was ironic, I heard like three hours before the concert that it was happening and I got a ticket and then I ran into her and then I left the concert early. So really that moment was just to run into you. See how God works. Yeah. Like, you know, like, Seriously. Yes. But I had mentioned her to you before, yes, Alex. Yes, you have. I was like, oh my yeah. God, I think we need to talk to um, one of my friends that I know. She's in real estate. And I feel that it's such a good topic to for our listeners to learn. And I want to learn how to like like go and purchase a new home, et cetera. But then uh, um, aside from that, it's just her energy and like on Instagram, she's all about mantras and obviously God and like being really positive. And I think that her, that mixed with your knowledge in real estate is just perfect. I love, I started following you and I love all your videos, your Instagram stories. You're so cute. She's a little personality. I think you need to start trying to think about maybe a podcast oh my oh, god yeah. i would love to i mean this is all new for me so i'm open to any kind of avenue that can just like highlight women or each other or our businesses so i'm all about it but maybe i can just you know work with you on yours and then we'll see where it goes yeah and so let everyone know you know where you started how your career started to flourish okay so i worked in hospitality management doing restaurants serving hostess everything you think and then i got into management and then after a while of doing management i just kind of realized like i'm like where do you go next you know that was my life for 10 years and then it was ironic but a restaurant group that I worked for actually ended up closing down because that's very popular in Miami restaurants just open and then they close and I had to fire like 70 people in staff and then kind of realizing like the next restaurant is going to close too like where am I going to go next I had my real estate license because I got it very a long time ago but always like oh commission I don't know how I feel about that and I was comfortable where I was so I thought to myself Um, it's 
it's now or never. Like, where am I going to go from here? Am I just going to go get another job? I was getting tons of offers to work at restaurants, but I saw what the GM made and it wasn't much from what I was making. And then I realized like he gave his life to that industry. Like that's what I want to work for. And I had no sense of value for money. Like I had no idea how to manage finances. I just knew I made it and I spend it. So getting into real estate had like changed my life because it actually made me understand money and finances. And, and, um, so I literally went, hung my license in an office. Cause one of my friends was actually like, you need to do this. And that's the importance of having like good friends in your life. She was like, you need to go, you need to do real estate. You see what's happening. And I'm like, I know. And she's like, you got this. And so then, you had the real estate license, but you had never used it. Yeah. I had it hanging up in an office that I was never going to. And, uh, it, it actually, the, broker of that office was we were family friends you know and um it was just there was only so much like we could do for each other I was in a relationship she was my ex's mother the most amazing woman ever boss babe and so I looked up to her but I couldn't really feel like like working at her brokerage anymore once I left him it was kind of like I had to leave that life behind so I went and hung my license at a new brokerage and I'm like let me start fresh let me do everything on my own attached to nobody and see what where I can go got it and then from that point forward how did you start like okay so um you know you go to you go to a brokerage you hope that they really have good training and guidance and at that time I was just like what do I want to focus on the area so I went to the brokerage that really dominated that area I did all the trainings that they had it's actually Cervera Real Estate that's where I started and it was all ran by women they're all known for being like the women owners the bosses the mom the daughter the grandma like legends so in my mind I'm like oh I'm gonna go there and then you know I I learned everything that I could I was with them for two years and then I just realized like I need something different like you know where am I going to go next I wasn't I was working so hard to make money but then it was like my commission wasn't enough and I just felt like I was in a dead end like I needed more of my own money to do more things they already gave me all the training and I was saw myself going to other agents and asking them what to do and then it's just kind of like then then I met my boyfriend and he was like come to this other brokerage And then I went to a Julie's Realty and she's like... Is he like, a realtor as well? He was at the time. He's no longer a realtor. But um, he was like, let's... He was... He's, as a friend, he was always like, you need me making more money. You're not doing enough. Like, you, you got to get out of that brokerage. You got to come work with me. Let's work together. And this was just us as friends. Then he made me move to Julie's Realty and working with her, she was also a friend at the time. I got what I needed. Like, I got that mentorship that I needed. I got that advice that I needed. And I got more of my own money. And then I was really able to take it to the next level in my career, which kind of led to where I'm at right now. Beautiful. I love that. So basically... It, it does have a lot to do with the right brokerage then to get. And there is, I really don't feel like there's a right brokerage that I can just say that's the right brokerage. It's really which one works for you. And also I'm a firm believer of having a relationship at that brokerage, because if it wasn't for the key relationships at the brokerage that I went to, then you're just at another brokerage. Right. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, the big dogs of the world, you have the Keller Williams, you have these brokerages that, that offer all these amazing trainings, But, you know, I mean, still, I'm a firm believer that the power of relationships supersedes everything. And where I'm at right now, Related ISG, like their tagline is the power of relationships. So that's really why I made the 
the more recent switch to them because I was like, that's what I believe in. Like, it's kind of like, that's where I got to go, you know? And um, if it wasn't for the relationships at when I made those moves, um, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't have gone as far as I did. So when people come to me, new agents and things like that, and they ask me, where should I go? I'm like, one, I mean, yeah, you want to, if you're starting off, go where they offer you the best trainings. Because right now the commission is not that important. Zero percent of zero is zero. If you don't have clients, whatever cut they're taking is irrelevant. Get as much training in the beginning as you can. Like if I would go back, that's what I tell myself. And then analyze where you're at. Either you can grow there or, you know, if you're, you feel like you need more then you know, analyze the relationships in your life. Who do you mentor? Who do you look up to? And then kind of like take, if you need to take the next step, take it for a relationship that's going to help you. Cause it's correct. And real estate is like, there's no, if someone's helping you, they want a cut of your transaction, you know, but there are companies that will just, you know, they offer assistance. There's different types of things. But yeah. Because I'm sure they see it as an investment in their own company. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's, for it's sure. investment in their talent, which is you. And it's what's so interesting also is that education is so important in this business because it's ever evolving. So you're constantly having to learn new methods and yep, right. Absolutely. Like, oh, all the time. Classes, yeah. laws, regulations. I mean, I align myself with the Realtors Association. I'm on one of their boards. And I've only done that because we're like firsthand when things come out. Laws, rules, contract changes, and things like that. Being involved with them has helped me. Because, I mean, in the day-to-day transaction, you're just like, I got to make money. I got to make money. I got to make money. Sometimes you don't think, oh, what new laws have changed today? Oh, why did the, that get removed from the contract? You know, you just focus on making money, which is important. But by being a part of the association, I'm firsthand involved with with these things. They let us know right away what changes are made. And that's how I've, you know, leveraged the relationships in my life and my own business by aligning myself with them. And then by together, that's making me a better agent every day. Of course, because the better educated and equipped you are, the better service you are to your clients. Absolutely. And, you know, you kind of protect them at the same time. So you have to be up to date with the laws and everything that changes. And I mean, it, it also is a relationships business as you say because the clients I mean I'm sure it's a lot of psychology when it comes to you know having built or helping someone getting their first home or for uh, sure it's such a personal thing it's a personal thing and how I started was basically just with my relationships my first year in real estate was all rentals but they were rentals for the staff that I was managing so like my bartenders my servers like all losing their job needing a new place to go or knowing that I went into real estate and us staying connected um one of the owners like used whatever restaurant he went to I was like his go-to when people would relocate for the job you, you go to Bethany she'll find you an apartment so like that key part of my relationship, the hospitality part and, and using them and letting them know what I was doing, that helped me get through the first year of real estate. Cause some people don't close a transaction in their first six months a year. And meanwhile, like I wasn't doing sales, but I was doing a ton of rentals. So that's what kept me alive. And I love, I have a love for rentals because of that. Cause it's just so like, cause some realtors will choose only to focus just on sales. Oh yeah. There's okay. some people that won't even touch a rental. Cause of the money. Yeah. yeah. They're like, you do. And it's true. You do the same amount of work for the, a lot less money, but I can't tell you how many rentals I've had transform into sales because now they're done renting and they want to buy, but it's nurturing those clients. I was just talking about this yesterday. I mean, it's a ton of follow-up. Like you have to remind, you have to be like every three months, Hey, how are you? I'm still here. I'm alive. Or, Oh, your lease is about to end. Can I help you renew? Can I help you find somewhere else? So 
So yeah, but though I've had so many rentals turn into sales because of that, but that's just, I've never paid a dollar in marketing. I've never paid a dollar in advertising. I don't buy leads. I don't do any of that. So what is it? Strictly recommendations from platforms from past clients or just people who are like, I know someone. Um, I mean, that's how I survived. Now, obviously I have a game plan to change that because you, you can't just rely on one source. My referrals, it can't just be that. I need to grow and get bigger. So there's avenues of like, okay, how do I attack the market to get more leads? But I've been blessed enough and I'm so thankful that like I've nurtured the relationships that I've had and that is what made my career. But does also the brokerage give you leads? My brokerage does not. But um, some do? I don't think I've ever been in a brokerage that does. Okay. Now if a your manager of your office is like, hey, this lead really works for you, but I never signed up to a brokerage that said, oh, we give you leads. So you, know? you sign to the brokerage, they train you, but you have to go and get your own. Yeah, pretty okay, much that's it. it. I wouldn't paint a picture any other way because then I'd just be like lying to you or deceiving you. I mean, you know that when you're getting into real estate, it's like your hard work of going after these deals and closing them. And I'm sure that a lot of your clients are also repeat customers because as their family grows, yeah. they need a new place to live and they need a bigger place. Yeah, I have a client right now. I moved him and his family into Brickell and a condo as a family. And now his son has a job and a career and he wants to help him buy a condo. So they still live in the rental that I moved them into three years ago. But now he's like, let's get my son pre-qualified. I want to help him buy something. And he reached out to me, you know. Okay, that's that's actually a question that we had for you. So you have to be pre-qualified before you start looking for homes, correct? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. I mean, I would say if you are interested in buying something anywhere between now and the next six months, get pre-qualified. That's the most important first step. It, you, we're wasting everybody's time. Me, as I've done it, I'm sure all new agents have, where you're like, okay, I'm going to show you things. But without getting pre-qualified, you don't know what you can afford. You don't, there's interest rate. You don't even know if you can qualify to get a loan. So why are we going to go and see things that might be out of your what, price yeah, range? Out of your price range or just the, you know. And that's, pre-qualified meaning like they you would have to submit your you bank get you get with what? a mortgage lender mm -hmm. that I I have a like a team right so I have a mortgage lender that I work with and you get with them and you introduce them you make that connection and then they take it from there now when you have a good team and a flow you have like constant communication with your mortgage lender like you're talking once three times a week updating like where is this client did they apply have you looked into their finances they take that step and they dig through the finances they get you ready you do a mortgage application and they're the ones to tell me okay we're good to go or no they need some time their credit needs to be fixed they have too much debt but that's that's the first step, connecting them with a good mortgage broker. Can, but sometimes they, can your client already come with a broker and just seek yeah. out real estate with you, Absolutely. correct? Absolutely. Okay. The, the prepared, great, the great clients <laughs> of the world are, they come prepared. They're ready with their pre-approval letter and they're like, okay, show me the stuff. Show yeah. me the stuff. <laughs> I love actually taking the journey with them and introducing them to a lender because then you're just like, hands on the transaction from beginning to end. So that's a beautiful process when you are able to bring everybody together. Plus, you know how your lender works. So you already have that relationship built and then it's like an easy flow. But honestly, if they came pre-qualified, even better. They okay. Did, they did have so, the battle. We're qualified. We're ready to get that home. So, okay. The pre-qualification, does that give you already like the 
the range of homes you need to look into or yeah it analyzes your finances and lets you know what you can afford like what the bank will lend you this is the amount the bank will lend you if you want to buy less okay but you're not going to get a a loan for more basically tells you how much you'll need for a a down payment so a lot of the times people will get pre-qualified but then they won't have the cash for the down payment with whether it's 3.5 10 percent I mean, and that depends on your credit. The down payment depends on a few things. I mean, there's different loan programs out there. Again, I'm not a mortgage broker. I align myself with a really amazing one. So I don't want to give incorrect advice, but I'll tell you the process that it is. Once they go through that, they can tell you what program works for you because different lenders have different programs. And then based on that program, we'll give you down payment, interest rates, and what you need to qualify. Credit job, income to debt, all that. Got it. And then they will connect with you to start looking at choices. Yeah. Then once I get the clear, like the good to go, this is what you can look at in the range. And then, you know, it's case by case because you have property taxes, you have PMI insurance. Again, that's something that the lender will go over with you. The lender just gives me the correct numbers to look at so that when I'm looking at property, I'm looking at those those numbers when it comes to taxes and purchase price. Got it. And then you sit down with your client like on goals, like, okay, this is the type of home I'm envisioning. Yeah. Um, goals are maybe like realizations, you know? <laughs> right. right. You want a mansion and you're, you know, unfortunately. But we have to keep it real. <laughs> we have. This is the this price. Is this is what the market is going to allow you to get. And these are what we're looking for. And a lot of the time with first-time home buyers, it's a process. You see a lot of properties before you can really get to the, because once they see a lot and they're like, I want it, but I can't afford it. Or I don't want that at all, but I can't afford it. Then you come and you find the property. You're like, okay, your expectations were up here, but you're going to, you'll settle for somewhere in here because you've seen what's out there and you know that this is the one. How do you see the market going right now? Oh my gosh, what market? I that, that, it, there's the condo market, there's the single family homes. There's so many markets. I mean, based on what I've heard and the people that I work with, they say that the market is at its all-time high, which means that there could be an adjustment. I mean, honestly, so it's a I am buyer's not, market. I'm not the person to ask that. I tell people, this is my this is my way around it, okay? Are you ready to buy? Are you pre-qualified? Okay, let's look. If you happen to find the home of your dreams that fits in your budget and you're ready to buy, we buy it, okay? A seller, are you ready to sell? Awesome. If we want to list it at the price that the market says that you're okay with and we get full asking, are you going to sell? Absolutely. You know, if your interest is to sell now, why are you worried so much about what the market's about, you know, doing. the market is, I can't control the market. And if you need to sell now, then why aren't we selling now? That's kind of like my way around it because I'm not a market professional, you know, I'm, you know, honestly, everybody that tells me because I'm aspiring to buy my first home soon and they're like, oh, but it's not a buyer's market right now. You shouldn't buy. And I'm like, damn, I feel like every year is not a buyer's market. I'm never going to buy if I go by that. People are telling me that. I mean, the people that are way more experienced than me, they're holding off on purchasing. But those people are not you, you know, like those people purchase massive amounts of properties. They're looking at things from a way bigger perspective when it comes to like investments and things like that. If your dream is to buy, you have the down payment deposit, you have the price. I mean, it's your real estate professional is the one that's going to gauge like you're not going to pay over market value. You need to get like, I'm not going to allow you to pay 50 grand more in a house that's not worth it. That's some, that's the conversation we talk about. But 
again, I can't tell you like, right. I can, I'm just not going to do it because I'm sure there's a ton of people out there that'll be like, she's giving you the wrong information. And I, I don't necessarily No, we know, keep it real around but here. But we're keeping it real. Yes. You, uh, your individual, you are ready to buy. You found your dream home. This is it. I want this house. I can afford it. As of right now, it looks like a deal. I'm ready to move in. Okay, great. Let's do it. Why are we waiting? You know? Is your life determined on the real estate market? No, you got to keep, you're going to yeah. keep work. Your business is not going to go down because the market adjusts, right. right? Now, if you're in real estate and you're an investor, then you look at things like that. But as an individual, yeah. I just bought a house, you know, I just bought a house. I just closed on it. Yes, the market is going to adjust. So you bought it as an investment? Um, yeah, but property. bought it with my boyfriend. Um, he's actually acquires properties. So he's like out there all day long with his team. They're cold calling. They're finding deals, you know. So then you flip them type of thing? And uh, we flipped one. We found one. We fixed it up. We flipped it. It was a learning experience. I will say I didn't get rich, you know. If anything, like um, the hard money lender that we had made more money on the deal than us. Like we always joke around about that. But it was a learning experience and we did make money on it. And, um, and we're working on another one now, but we're actually – teaming up with a construction company who's very good friends with my boyfriend. They do this at a high level. They have staff and a team and they'll be able to bang out a property like a remodel in 30 days. Can you explain a little bit to our listeners what it means to flip homes? Okay. So from my experience, um, you buy a property that's distressed or maybe outdated or just not where it could be. And there's a lot of equity in it because if you fix it up and sell it, you can sell it for X amount. So you buy it at this amount, you put like maybe 20, 30, you, you analyze how much you need to put in it to bring it up to market value. And then you sell it and you profit. You, you profit. That's you know? what my husband does. Really? Yeah. yeah. For a living? Mm-hmm. Amazing. But, but you know, he's a realtor. Yeah. So he does investment properties a lot with his family. They own a brokerage company. A real Got estate it. company. Right. Awesome. So he flips how many houses? Like a lot. He flips a lot of houses, but they actually do area? the work themselves in Palm Beach. Okay. Palm Beach and um, uh, Palm City. So those are the two areas that he mostly. And my, my brother does it too. That's actually where I learned like a little bit to do the one that I did because him and his wife, that's all they do. They find the properties. They, they do a lot, but that's like a big bulk of their business. He finds the property and she rehabs it and they do like it is a ton so at a time. It's so much fun though. Well, I mean, there's those <laughs> shows, right? Like I'm, I feel like H.I. Sun and all those shows yeah. have like well, flip that house You've been to something? my house. He, Ryan literally built my house. Wow. He did everything. It's beautiful, That's beautiful, by awesome. the way. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Well, there is but it's a, a lot of work. business in just flipping homes. Huh? The thing is like finding the right team. The challenge, the person who's going to do the work, you know, like the subcontractors, the people that are going to show up like that. If you have that team, then you have a big part of the transaction that can help it move forward. Because a lot of the times it's like a GC. Do you want to hire a GC? That's going to take a lot of your profit. So if you can, if your husband. GC, general contractor. Yeah, a general contractor. Well, because you can get in and out in 30 days. Yeah, but imagine you monitoring the house every day, showing up to make sure everybody's doing their job. Like if you have a job, that's kind of hard to do, you know? So it's great that you your husband does it. I got everything I wanted. That's amazing. Thanks, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of, I think another important thing that people need to like take into consideration is credit score. Credit. Yes. Credit is super important. I even think it's important for real estate agents. You know, I asked a few people, like people hit me up all the time. Oh, I want to get into real estate. And I love real estate. And then I asked them, I'm like, what do you love about real estate? Like, 
do you just like looking at HDTV? That's the thing. They're watching Millionaire. Do you like look at Millionaire? (laughs) What is it that you love? I mean, that is so vague. And so I think to myself, well, like when I started real estate, I didn't have an idea about anything, not my finances, not credit, anything. It was being in real estate, learning what my clients needed to buy and purchase and even rent, you know, like, I mean, back then no one would have rented to me. My, I wasn't even watching my credit score. So that's kind of like what woke me up. Like I need to get my stuff under control because I can't tell people that they need this credit score and this in the bank if I don't have that myself. So in the very beginning, I was on a journey to get my myself ready by doing it myself. Now I can educate everybody else. Like I have, I'm super proud of my credit score. I've been working on it for the last five years. It's like close to 800. Yes. But it took me realizing. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, <laughs> yeah that's celebrate what, that. You know, that's a boss I celebrate moment right there. that. Um, because, you know, like credit, you need credit to buy a home. You need to learn how to utilize your credit, like your utilization rate. The guy taught me so, the guy that helped me do my credit, like never met him in my life. I've been calling him for years. Like, what do I do next? What do I do next? And all the little tips he taught me helped me get my credit score up. And now I'm like, do you have any tips that you can kind of just throw out? Um, well, yeah, sure. So your credit limit is, um, is super important. So you kind of want to like watch it. And every six months you can ask the credit cards to give you a higher credit limit limit because by having a higher credit limit, it keeps your utilization low because your utilization affects your credit score. So like, let's say you have $3,000 credit limit, but you're using more than 3% on that card, it's going to drop your score. So I have a few key cards. And what I do is that I never go over like 3% because I don't live off my credit. That's important too. So like my credit is just there. Not even for an emergency. Like I try not to use it. I use it so that I can work it. Like I always check my, it sounds anal, but I always check my score and I'm like, okay, like let me pay that off. Cause I don't need to have that, you know, interest and all that. I make sure like I'm not putting money on a card that has an extreme amount of interest. And yeah, it is there if it's an emergency. So paying off your debt is super important to to improve it. Yeah, well, like just keeping it in under that limit of right, you know, utilization. Right, too, though, right? Like I a little say, bit of debt, it's okay. Honestly, if you don't watch your credit, it can ruin your life. Getting a $20,000 limit and not paying attention to it and thinking you can just like rack it up is it'll ruin your life. Like think at one point, like how are you going to pay that down? You know, you put a, you start adding little things, shopping yeah, that. That's how I ruined, you. that's actually how I ruined my credit. At 18, Bank of America sent me a card and I was like, whoa, what's this? I got the card. I went shopping, shopping, shopping. And then I think I lost my job. And then I was just like, well, what, what do I do? I never even looked back at the card. I let it go to collection. And then next thing you know, it was like a $2,000 card collection. And, um, it wasn't until like I learned about the credit and I realized, oh my God, what would, like, what was I doing? I should have never bought all those bags and clothes and things like <laughs> I should have. Liked. So priority setting priorities, yes, making priorities. sure that if you do have debt, not to go over the 3% you're talking about yeah. or speak to, I mean, or just all you have to do is call somebody all there's, I have a credit repair person, but you just call the uh, credit repair person and they will say, they'll give you the tips. Got right. It. That's how I learned. And then I utilized that those tips throughout my whole life. And I even tell my clients about it. And I'm just like, these are the basics. Here you go. You follow this. And then And if you want to fight things off of it, you go to a credit repair person who will help you do that. Got it. 
And so just so also our listeners are aware, you do not have to pay for a realtor, correct? Okay. So when you're working with a buyer or a tenant, a renter, the fees are already covered by the listing agent side, which is either the owner or the landlord. So yes, as a renter, you're not paying anything to utilize a a realtor. Like you want to rent an apartment, you get an agent. All those fees are already calculated before that property was even listed and the owner's taking care of that. So now if you are a seller or a landlord, you've already negotiated with your realtor what that commission is. It's already written down on paper and it's posted where all realtors can see it. So like it's already agreed upon. The seller knows or the landlord knows that if they want to use a realtor, there's a fee and they're paying what they're paying for is a service. You know, we take care of everything for you. We pre-qualify these buyers and tenants. We make sure you're getting someone good in the property. We facilitate the transaction. We put the right documents in place. So most of the time they're a hundred percent okay with paying that fee. And that comes from them and everything is done. Well, you also have to pay your fees to have the MLS and have your and have yeah, your license every year. Expensive. So people don't I don't think they people realize that. I have friends that are not full-time realtors. They're just, you know, have a full-time job and then they do transactions on the side and I'll help them. And the, the one thing they're always complaining about is like, oh, I haven't paid my MLS dues. Can I use it? Can I use your MLS? How or, much are them? It's is like that 800 bucks a year okay. to be a part of it. But it's, you, that's it. You have to do it. Yeah. It's like not having a car. You're, you don't have a tool to do what you're going you to claim that you are a realtor, but you don't want to pay the MLS fees. Like, yeah, it's what are you doing? Investing in your, like, like, just in don't your business. Be, just mm-hmm. don't do real estate. Yeah. Like, you know, and a lot of new agents that come into the market, I mean, they don't have the money. It's, you know, a lot of money to put in up front. But, I mean, get the money. You have to work. You have to get the money. You need the MLS to work. Like, you need these tools to work. You have to at least know that. Yeah, I feel like Miami, though, it's it's very saturated with real realtors, correct? Is that like 44,000? But not everybody lasts. That's a, that's a difference between like... A realtor that... Well, they say out of the 45,000 realtors that there are only 10% are actually utilizing their license and making money. Right. And 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 how do you differentiate yourself out of all those 45,000 to stand out as a realtor That's in like, Miami? That I mean, is the number I, just one to tell question. the listeners, Miami is... Everyone I feel in your Miami mom, is a realtor. You're kind of like your best joke. Friend. You're either a realtor or I don't know... Uh, video girl it's like, here in Miami but no we're making podcasts no, in Miami the realtors, too the, the video girls are not realtors I've seen them get their license like, I am not man, mad at the, the video girls is real it's real and it's I'm real. not mad at them but anyways no, how mad. do you re- differentiate yourself um honestly I don't compare myself to anybody there's enough business for everybody who's willing to go out there and get the business so it's not like I'm you know setting myself apart or comparing myself to other realtors but yeah you just have to make sure you're treating every transaction and delivering as much as you can and honestly there's times that I don't deliver and I'm pretty sure that you know person was like man but I always try to make up for it I'm just I'm I'm, I'm doing anything I can to leave each transaction with a satisfied customer, you know, so that that's my person. And now they're always going to come to me and following up with them and keeping that relationship going. And I think nowadays there's so many tools and avenues that you can promote yourself like as a realtor. Media. You're great like on your social, social media. media. I'm, I'm super thankful for social media. It's changed like my boyfriend's life. It's changed my life only in the sense of I have agents that 
live in different states. And because I just wanted to see what other people are doing, like agents, I one day in the beginning of this year, I'm like, you know what? I'm changing my my social media. I'm going to focus on it for business because other than that, then I'm just scrolling and looking at people's lives that have nothing to do with me. So I changed everything. And this year I started following like agents who look like they're doing good transactions in other states and just like reaching out to them because I mean like, well, if they don't live here, I can't hang out with them, but I can send them a message. And I've like have these relationships with a few realtors that have already sent me three buyers um, because they're relocating to Miami. I mean, fortunately, I live in a city where everybody wants to be in, you know, and just having a presence I've seen is like, wow, that can actually change if they don't know any realtor in Miami and I happen to pop up on their social media and then they happen to just like me because, again, it's like a relationship thing. Like, oh, yeah, I like her. Let me like let me reach out to her and then we can establish a relationship. And I've gotten a bunch of I would say like like just recently this one girl from California referred me like her brother-in-law and then another friend. And I'm just super thankful because I'm like, wow, thanks. Whatever it was, you were attracted to me. And it's obviously social media because we don't hang out. So that's yeah, I powerful. think um, Bethany's social media is really on brand, and I think it's it's inviting, especially for some for like um, real estate and like buying your first home. It's so personal; like you want to be able to like trust the person you're with, and I think you give off that vibe. That's probably why people that don't know you but see you on social media, it's like they can connect and really like feel your that's authenticity. Awesome. Your I, I hope that's right the because case, you never met her, Alex. No, and I was like, who is this chick? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And then you're doing like YouTube chat, YouTube like episodes on different yeah. things. I mean, so. I started doing so again, like being a part of the association, I started doing reviews on the courses that I take because a lot of people don't realize like how many courses they offer. So I would do a course and then I teamed up with my girlfriend. I'm like, let's review all the courses that we're taking. And then, you know, the, the Realtors Association, everybody there is like, oh, cool. You're reviewing our classes and we're posting about them. And then so many agents have been like, oh, they have a course on that. I'm like, yes, they have a course on everything. So even if you're not getting your education at your brokerage, there's a whole nother avenue that people aren't utilizing, which is why you should pay your MLS dues, why you should get involved if you want to see what there is to offer, you know, because I mean, that's how they facilitate with these Jews that you're supposed to be paying, but they give them all right back to the agents. That's amazing. No, no, I love that you're using social media, especially because, you know, you're targeting like young professionals. So that's where they're at. So yeah, the millennials of the world, Yeah, literally, like if I'm ready to buy, girl, I'm going to call you. They do. Oh my gosh. But I know that that I have to get pre-qualified. Yes, I got somebody if you need it. (laughs) No, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, but even if, like I said, if you're even thinking about it, doing it now helps you plan because you're like, all right, I am not where I need to be because I know. And now let me like work the next year. And like my, ta- I mean, a taxes as an entrepreneur is so important. That's what I realized being, you know, in my own business and doing my taxes is like, we try to write off so much. And my, me, myself, like, oh, I don't want to pay taxes. Like, give me the, the lowest you can give me um, legally, of course. But you're the lowest you can give me. And then when you realize that, like, that's not necessarily good if you're trying to apply for a mortgage, you know, showing that you make so little income, one bank bank is going to give you a loan. So I had to strategically plan how I was going to do my taxes to make sure they, well, I mean, you know, to do them so that I can make sure like I'm doing everything that I need to. So for me, that was super important. I learned like how to pay myself, how to open up an S corp or a a PA. And it was, it's been a journey and it's been amazing, but it's like for any business owner, entrepreneur, these are the things that you need to learn. And I feel like as real estate, you're your own business. 
So. Exactly. And how long now have you been doing it officially? So I've had my license for six years. And I want to say like five, four years is where I've like, at one point I just said, that's all that I do. I literally committed. I read a book that was called, well, like I read a grant, I read two Grand Cardone books that like literally was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. It was called Seller Be Sold and 10X. And it was kind of like one of those things that you need to fully commit to what you want to do. And that's it. Like, that's what you do. And a lot of the times I was like, oh, I was doing this on the side and that on the side. And then one day a friend came into my real estate office and was like, hey, what are you doing here? She was with another realtor. And I'm like, but I'm a realtor. And she's like, oh, but I didn't know that you did real estate. Like, I kind of thought you did a lot of things. And it was from that moment on that I was like, people don't know that I do real estate. This is way in the beginning of my career. But then that's when I was like, what am I doing wrong? If my own circle doesn't know that I'm in real estate, then there's a problem. Like you should look at me and think real estate. And then you think empowering boss, woman, amazing, all kinds of fun things. <laughs> of course. But at least, we'll get like, that. at least real estate first. Because that's how I survive, right? Yes. So, yeah. So then that's when you knew you had to shift and I commit. shift and commit. And then it was like, I was poor for a year. I was like, you know, I was a hostess at night um, at a rest. Like one of the owners that I know gave me a night job to kind of survive. And I was doing real estate during the day and hostessing at night. And I was making like great cash so I can just survive. And then I started realizing another girlfriend of mine who was full time in real estate, younger than me and killing it. She like looked at me one day and she was like, when are you going to quit like the restaurant? Like you just got to quit. Like it's enough is enough. Her name is Megan. And I'll never forget when she said that. And I was like, well, I need the money. She's like, yeah, but you're like doing too many things. Like you just got to focus. And then I said to myself, I'm like, right. Okay. Okay. And then at that point, like, I was like, that's it. If I have to struggle, I'll struggle. And I did. I like, you know, like lived in, I rented wherever I could rent that would give me like month to month so that I didn't have to commit anywhere. And they were always like, you know, a friend's room or like, or like a efficiency or things like no one talks about that. Right. But right. Like, I love that you're being a hundred percent transparent about the, you, the struggle. Uh, yeah. That was real. Yeah. I remember like, like I was living with Liza and, and that apartment that we met. And that was like the downfall. Cause like we put, I paid so much money to move in and I was, I had money at the time, but I wasn't like, like accounting for it correctly. So like there was some times that I was like, Oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent next month. Like I need to close a deal. Like, and I would be like, who can I close? Who can I close? But you don't want to sell like that. You know, that's like you you're selling cause you have to survive. I mean, Hey, you have to do what you have to do, but it was stressful, you know? So I moved out of that apartment. We ended up breaking our lease because it was just, I never wanted to move in there anyways. And it was too expensive. And I had all these things, but I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm moving out. And then I started just like doing the renting a room here at a friend's place. Meanwhile, like no one knew, you know, like I wasn't telling people that I was just getting up and showing up to work and doing what I could. I was like, as long as I have gas in my car and I've got my car and I look good, like I'll figure it out. Like I will get myself to where I got to go and I will close the deals that I have to close. So that's, yeah. yeah I, I, I really like that advice because it shows people that it, you have to really give it your all if you want to succeed. You can't yeah. just have anything. Yeah. 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 Sure. So I read the, I read this book, The One Thing, right? And I was talking to an agent and I'm like, oh, like I I was like, I don't like to do just one thing. That was always my problem. Like I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to have this business and that business. And like the one thing was about like, he told me it's not about just doing one thing. It's about focusing on that one thing until you make it work 
right? Once you have your, your focus on that and that's working, then you can start bringing in other things. So for the, for like the next three years after, you know, I was just living wherever and working wherever I was like, that's it. I'm not doing any other jobs. I'm not taking any, uh, anything on the side. I'm just going to do real estate. I read the books. I was doing self-discipline, motivation, waking up at 5am, all that stuff. I feel like I, I kind of saw the shift happened to you because I started to see that you were like it changed like your whole life started to change even like the way that I saw you on Instagram like your brand was changing and and then I saw you in like this thriving like relationship because I mean I feel like me and you discuss about like oh man it's hard out there for a pimp you know like <laughs> it's, yes. it, you know the dating scene in Miami is, oh my I mean we're not we're not pimps guys I was just no, referring no. to a song dating dating uh, who you date is so important for Preach. your life you know like you gotta align your goals and all these things I never really dated like I was just kind of like the girl that was friends with all the guys and then we would hang out and I would be like, cause I don't know. It's not that I was picky. It's just like, I grew up Christian. I had to like, you know, like who you, I wanted to date someone that I would consider marrying. If you talk about marriage on the first date, guys are always like, so, you know, non they'll like, run away. Guys. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and for me, I was like, I, honestly, I, I remember saying to myself, like, um, when I was single, like, and just like struggling in real estate, like I was like, I literally thought, who's going to even want me like right now? Like I had those thoughts because I'm like, I'm still struggling. I'm trying to make it. I, I got to pay my bills. Like I don't even want to go to like the guy that I want is not wanting me right now where I'm at. Like he deserves for me to be like a, a self-sufficient because he's amazing. So he's going to want amazing. Right. Like that's kind of how I thought about it. Like, why not? Why you have to settle? We don't have to settle. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we attract who we are. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you, I'm, I'm happy you recognize that maybe you weren't ready yet. Yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't ready. I mean, who knows what I was feeling then? Honestly, it was just like, if you asked me those questions, then I don't know. But I used to journal about like the guy that I wanted. Really? Yeah, like I had this like dear future husband journal. Oh my God, so I'm going to do that. I love it's that. so cheesy. No one knows, <laughs> honestly. I love this shit, girl. Yes, okay. Gabby loves it. So like my best friend does is obsessed with journaling and, you know, writing your goals and everything that you want. And like my journal would be like my prayers to God. Like, okay, God, dear God, this, dear God, that. And throughout my whole like first years in real estate, it was like, oh my God, God, like I'm struggling. Help me, God. Oh, I need this, God, that. And then I like two years later, all those things that I prayed for, like when I went back and read the journal, I was like, oh my God, that happened. Oh my God, that happened. Like, holy crap. Like you're able to go back and like see your life have come to life. Right. So that was, uh, so but yeah, then, but the then you would write the journey. dear future husband thing. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I didn't want to limit God. So I was always like, I don't really have a specific look. I never did. I just like, I embody, I envisioned what he embodied, you know, the things that he would like love and, and be and act and how he would support me. I would do those things. And then, um, yeah. And like, look, the look was never really like, important you know I used to, to say god you know what he is and you know my heart so like i'll just love him anyways like whatever you but choose he has to have these traits yeah these, these traits these traits yeah for sure and then boom boom tell us about my the king of real estate right the king of miami real right. estate oh my god up, he folks? is if he's out there listening it's probably not um i, I love that you're so he supportive hates cheesy still 
But you're like su- such as his biggest fan. Yeah. Honestly, it's because we're friends first. We were friends first. So um, that's, it's like we're friends first. We're friends now. The relationship is just like an added accessory to the friendship. And um, yeah, it was one of the friendships and relationships that changed my life. And as a part of like the last two years journey of where I'm at right now, I'm super thankful for. So you met him through a brokerage you were at? I met him through a brokerage. He had his license at the time and I knew the owner. And uh, I was like at the office one day and he showed up and he's like, oh, you took my spot. And I'm like, who is this guy? So annoying. Like, no, he was crazy. Anybody, anybody that knows him or follows him knows he's crazy. And then um had the broker like said like to get him to recruit me to the company because like it was a friend of mine. He's like recruiter and I'll give you money. And apparently he was poor and homeless at the time like that he needed money. So he was calling me every day like annoying the hell out of me like when are you going to move your license? When are you going to move your license? I'm like stop like I'm not. And then we like hung out. We went to like a, a coffee like meetup and he paid for my smoothie. And then he, when we talk about it now that at that time he was like, yeah, I had like $10 to my name and I used that $10 to buy you a smoothie. And I didn't know it then, but when I think about it now, I'm like, Oh my God, like it's crazy. You don't know people, you know, you're like assuming and making assumptions out of them and you don't know their like struggle or what they're going through and everything. And as we became friends, I saw his struggle. I saw he was going through, but he still would hide things. Like he was like pretty much living in his car at one point, but never told me. And I would just like drop him off at his car, like as friends. And I'd be like, okay, bye. And then next, you know, he's like sleeping in the car under this bridge in Brickell. It was so, it was so funny. I was like, wow. So within two years, you guys have built so much together. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we, we, we're building individually and he's really big on that. Like, he's not like, oh, um, everything is together. Like our finances are separate. Everything is separate. The deals that we work, we work on like business transactions. He's so on top of his money. He's like, he works really hard for everything. And then we involve each other in our transactions together, like business partners, so that it's all very clear. There is no like, you owe me this. No, we know what we're going in getting and we know what we're getting when we leave each transaction but he's like taught me that business side of things and he's always like do your thing you know empowering me to like be my own you know identity and like whatever and I'm sure I that have. um that has propelled you this this relationship he because if you see him go hard it's like damn I you know like it, it kind of yeah. inspires you it does no he is the type of person if he wants to do something he doesn't think about it he does it boom and I'm like you know, I think women, oh, but what if this? And oh my God, like I need it to look like this. I need it to be like this to be ready. Like, oh my God, no, I'm scared. I'm this. What if they don't like it? He's like, just shut up. Just do it. Like, what do you have to lose? So that mentality is definitely like, you know, made me realize like, who is he? Like, who he just like claimed to be the king of Miami real estate. And like, the guy's not even from Miami, you know? But where, where is he from? I know from that Jordan, the Middle East, okay? Came here, didn't even speak English. So if he can make these big claims and he works so hard, it, having that like, and seeing that has been like, uh, opened my eyes up to be like, man, like I admire that. And like, what, why am I limiting myself? I live in America. I'm, a, I have all the opportunity in the world. If I want to do something, I just need to do it. And you know, it's that mindset, one, having him around one constantly surrounding myself around people who feel and think like that all so, so important. But yeah, he's so like, a circle that you're around. Yeah. For sure. What's his name? His name is Jalal, but like Jalal. No, what do yeah. they call him? The just, king of just Miami. Just the king of Miami. Yeah. 
he's so yeah. funny shout out to you yeah <laughs> no and i and i love that she does like i told you she celebrates them but they celebrate each other yeah and, and we're, again yeah. we're like very you know we're individuals like he's his own thing the thing is like even if you know we're not together like we what we'll celebrate each other because it's a friendship that we have and we like want to see each other succeed but like it's been it's been an watching him on his journey then watching me on my journey and us doing it together it's been life-changing I'll tell you that like it's been awesome well I think it's I would like to write to my dear future husband and one of the things is I would like him to inspire me yeah by what he does and like I feel like that's so important like yeah to feel yeah. like wow like admiration for the person that you're with for sure so did some of the things you write in your journal like yeah. Did, I, did it kind of manifest? I mean, I could, I haven't gone and opened it up in a long time. And as crazy as it is, like when, when we were friends and everything, like I had stopped writing in it. I was like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Like the husband will come. But yeah, the things that I wanted, I think like when you write your goals, you attract certain things into your life. So it's like manifestation. So the more I wrote what I wanted, the more I just wasn't accepting what I didn't want. You know, so like I wrote my goals every day. I want this. I want that. I want this. So the things that I don't want just don't fit, you know? So like now the guys that aren't like the, the qualities that a guy has that aren't in this that I want are like, it, I'm not attracted to that. All of a sudden I'm attracted to the things that I want. So when someone comes to you and they have those things, you're like, okay, I'll date you. You know, like, okay, we, uh, yep, you're it. And the funny thing is, is like, I didn't even want to date him in the beginning. Like he always says like, oh, she came after me. Right. So I was like, not, I was like not interested because we were friends and we worked together. And it was one of those things I was like, no, this is just weird. Yeah. He, he like was really good friends with my brother before me and hung out with my brother. So we'd be at my mom's house and I wouldn't be there. And he'd be like, you have, you need to come visit your mom. And then one day he's like, we should date. <laughs> I want to meet him. He sounds really funny. I was like, no, we should not date. No, that's a bad idea. He's like, I know I'm good for you. You'll you'll believe it soon enough. I'll I'll convince oh, you one way or the other. He's a go getter. So it was he like got a close. Like I was like, I, this is a this isn't a transaction. You're not closing me right now. <laughs> this but, isn't a transaction. But he did. He but, got the keys, girl. He got the keys. Like, but we'll see. We'll see. No. <laughs> we'll see. No, but what I'm saying is that um also like he's just like bringing out the best in you and yeah. vice versa. And then I can just like move forward and, uh, you know, relationships have struggles though. Like he was like, it, there's not, it's not always like, Oh yeah, it's so amazing. No, yeah. You know, he's Muslim. I'm Christian. That's a big deal. That's something that we like talk about that for the future. Like how would we go about that? So that's still like a, you know, and so there's a ton of struggles in between. Like he's Arab there, you know, the Arab culture is completely different. And, uh, it's like even something as simple as like, he just you know when you kiss on the cheek yeah happens, like you're always like he like is like why do you have to kiss every kind of cheek i'm like it's a latin thing he's like i don't like it i'm like try not kissing someone on the cheek and seeing what happens okay it's like they go for it you're like now pushing people off it's even worse to like push someone off they feel so awkward so things like that like right. cultural things getting adjusted to the cultural differences for sure for sure got it no but we really do admire what you have there it's very inspirational so a total goals girl no goals. I mean like everybody has different goals it's just maybe- but in relationship I think everybody wants to have like friendship and and partnership and like career and 
like I feel like you guys like yeah have a no lot it's, it's, a, it's a lot of communication yeah. you know because even when you do disagree when you're able to talk about it like you're like we're adults and he's younger girl get it about, oh my god <laughs> yeah I'm gonna die right now like <laughs> but anyways but also like the beautiful part about Bethany is that you're such a girl's girl I'm you're such like a all girl's about girl. empowerment and yes. you know we dig that around here oh my god I know <laughs> So tell us about this. Okay, so your birthday's coming up, right? Okay, so for my birthday this year, I'm not celebrating my birthday. I'm telling everybody, if you want to support me, you're going to come to my event. Um, It was something that I've been like, for the longest time, I've been wanting to, I come from like events and hospitality and bringing people together. And that's always what I love doing. So it's kind of like, well, maybe I can do that now, but I don't want to take the focus away from real estate. So how can I make it about business and then about bringing women together? So I came up with this name, like bouncing things off my girlfriends. And I'm like, okay, females for profit. Like one of my girlfriends were like, yeah, that sounds good. Females for profit. (laughs) Because there's a ton of nonprofit things, but I want to be about like for-profit things. Like at the end of the day, in order for our businesses to run, we need to be generating income, right? I'm giving all my time to nonprofits. I'm giving all my time to like these organizations. And I get like mental, emotional stability. That's all so important. But like, what have you been working on that? And now what you need is like, you know, to be motivated to go out there and ask for money, like go and ask someone to support you by by financially being a part of it or like, you know, joining in on this because it can help you make money or different avenues like that. So I wanted an event to be highlighting my friends' businesses that are already doing that because every day I've got a friend that's like, buy my product, support my thing, or, you know, join my thing. And I'm just like, I do it because I love them, but I, it's not, I can't do it forever. You know, I have my thing too. So an event that kind of like highlight women's businesses where we all come together and we support each other. And it's like a celebration. We're doing that. And we're also learning about, you know, different speakers. will talk about financing, entrepreneur financing, especially I have someone who's a CPA for the last 30 years, who's going to just like, it's going to be like a panel. And she's going to talk about the things that you need to be focused on one as a woman two regarding your finances. And she, I met with her yesterday and she was like, it's so important. And like, you're not going to do the CPA job, but you need to know what they're doing and you got to understand it because when they come to you, uh, you being the business and saying, okay, this is, these are the decisions you have to make financially. Like if you don't understand what they're doing, how do you make that decision as a business owner? So she's like embraces you to learn your finances, be on top of your numbers and know what your accountants are doing. Yeah. They're going to do the job, but you need to know what they're doing so you can make the better, the the final decision regarding your business. And then as you grow, you know, and you're very profitable, like you don't want anybody to be able to take advantage of you. So you need to know these things and be aware, which I thought was like, yes, that's what we, if, yeah, if, knowledge if, is anyone, power. if any woman can be benefit from that, we all can. And then I'll have another speaker talking about like um, trademarking and business and business contracts, like a business attorney. So it's going to be like a panel where everybody's talking and then there'll be, oh my God, I have like an amazing guest speaker that's coming. Like it's, I can't say it yet, but it's like, Lord, if it were, if it goes down that route is. And where is it going to be? It's going to be at CIC Miami on October 13th. Okay. So from 11. We're putting it in our calendars. Please, please. Well, you're going to be there. You're going to be highlighted because you're, you know, we're going to work together. Um, And then it's going to be from 11 to 2 p.m. So it's a daytime thing. And again, like you're going to come, you're going to hear from some amazing speakers. They're going to talk to you about not like real knowledge stuff. And then we're going to have a celebration and we're going to celebrate and highlight women's businesses who are, who are collaborating with me on this event. And, um, and I hope, 
like the purpose of this is to continuously do that and like find that everyday girl, like that female, that hustler that we can all, cause I think it's like a mindset thing. We attract the women that we, that we think alike. And then maybe there's other women that just need that push, that motivation to like want to start something on their own or maybe take their business to the next level, but they're scared. So I've gone to so many events where it's like, you know, the, it's like, I hate to say it, but it's like, oh, it's like, you can do it. Okay, well, what if you know you can do it? And like, now you need someone that's like, all right, here's how you can do it. This is how I did it. So like, take it and run with it. And like, I support you. Like, you're not going to outrun me. Like, we're going to just be on this journey. Everybody has their own niche. It's not competition, but based around profit. Like, but in the end of the day, our businesses don't grow if we're not generating profit. And that came Amen. from real estate. Cause like, I can't survive if I don't make money. So it's like you committing to me as your realtor and not working with five realtors or not doing anything else is like, I don't make money until the transaction closes. So like if it doesn't close, I've wasted all this time with you. And, you know, I'm not even mad, but like, really, you know, and that's how other people feel. People aren't investing you sometimes financially or just regarding pushing you in that direction, then, you know, how do we really grow? Right. So that's kind of like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you know, at the end of the day, it is for profit that we're doing this. I mean, there's passion projects and there's things that you that like. You want to do the things heart. for free, right? I want to do everything just because I want to do it. And that was what I was doing from right. your heart. No, but there has to be a balance because we're entrepreneurs and we need money. We still have and to make a living. We have to make a living. And at the end of the day, I think all of our goals is to do what we're passionate about Absolutely. on a 24-7 basis. Yeah. And that needs to sustain, you know, needs to sustain that with um, financial with, with income. Yes. yes. You know, so, so we Although I may love to do this all the time, but you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, But money, if you can do this and align yourself with like, another thing that by this you'll gain profit because you've like teamed up with someone. Like, I mean, that's, I want to open up those avenues for us to think. Cause like, I want to do this event. Right. And so I'm telling everybody I want to do this event. And they're like, okay, well, you're going to charge. I'm like, I don't want to charge. And then they're like, well, I mean, like, how do you, so you're going to pay for everything out of pocket. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, that doesn't sound smart, but I'll do it. And then it's like, well, at least cover costs. And I mean, if I'm promoting the for-profit female and I want you to come to this event because I want you to make money, then it's like, I have to do this event and you can pay. If we're all winning, we have to think bigger. And lead by example too. Lead by example. So exactly. Lead by example. I can't be telling charge for your services and not charge for mine. I mean, my service is real estate first and foremost, but down the line, I want to, I want to create this event that promotes women and, and, you know, pushes women like we got to make money. How are we going to do it? Let's share with each other how we can put that in the I think the problem is that, um, as women, we, we think, oh, they're going to think I'm greedy or we start thinking those things when we start incorporating the fact that we want to make money out of something. Or like, Oh, who does she think she's going to charge for that? Or like, what do you know? Your, your fees are too high. Like, uh, so, I've like the DJ I've met with a few people and they're like, this is what I charge. And at the same time, I'm like, that is amazing. Like I love, like, I'm not downplaying what you charge. Your fee is your fee and you deserve that if you know, but this is what I can afford. And then that's where like, it comes in with the collaboration. Like I'm going to give you value for value, you know, like, yes, I'm going to support you financially. I have a budget. If you could work with it, great. But this is what I'm going to give you in return. I'm going to create an outlet where you can make even more money by the people that I'm going to introduce you to. Right. Cause like, 
I love this. I mean, I think we all are going to take a lot of great knowledge from that. And I can't wait to go. I can't um, wait. Because like, how, you know, we're growing and we're, you know, we're still very small at the, at the moment, but we like really see a vision for this. Um, and we do see it in, in the profit sector. Yeah. You know? I mean, so that's like that's a passion that's going to turn into profit so it's like yeah. profit passion profit you know yes like a, the peas so the event you can go and get the details on www.femalesforprofit.com and you'll be able to register there and if you have any questions you can just you know dm me bethany miami but i encourage everyone to go ask questions give me feedback like this is one of those things that this is the first one and it's growing by the day and the women that are like be getting involved are like wow i'm getting so excited you know and it's just again it's something i'm passionate about and i can still relate like bring in the real estate aspect of it because like I feel like all of us women in real estate, it's when you do a real estate event, like, why am I going to do a real estate event? I don't want to limit myself. Like I want to do a women's event and it'll be filled with a bunch of realtors, but like we can all surround ourselves around like avenues to make money. You know, you're not going to give me your client, but like, Hey, you're going to come support. We're going to support each other. So, and I think uh, what also we want to do more of in Miami is that gathering of women and just, you know, of all, ages of all industries I think it's important for for that to be kind of a thing um for instance we're gonna go to the create and cultivate which is amazing brand what is that oh you need to go it's I want to go I'm there up. it already sounds like something yeah. that I, where is it we're gonna send you the details okay. it's in South Beach um and it's December 8th I believe I think so yeah so Perfect. it's just a one-day women's event it's a workshop it's, it's a workshop day. it's all related to like empowering and just you know having the right tools to just like go to the next level and then you mix and match with like all these different women of everywhere Absolutely. and how empowering is that sometimes we just need to kind of be like hey man I'm doing this oh maybe I can help you with that or Absolutely. just connecting and um but this is this is a brand that is not from Miami it's from somewhere else that's great so i think when we're what we're building here in miami is so important because there's so many of us out here that are like hustlers that love to empower that are ready to help absolutely that have so much knowledge in whatever niche we're in and also that we're just willing to like make everyone like connect like we're not scared to share our resources you know and that there's like a, a i think there's like a like an proper etiquette I don't even want to say but like we're all so like-minded like if I know that you're doing something that I want to do I want to just be able to ask you like hey you're in you're doing this like can you show me the way like you know because if 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 you're doing a podcast and I want to do a podcast like hey help me you know like that's what it's about and everyone brings something different to the table so it's important to share what the knowledge that you have too yeah I meet with new agents all the time I'm like whatever you need just use me call me I mean I don't know everything but whatever I do know is yours you know your network is not my network like we're gonna all make it yeah so I'm glad that we're on the same page we can't wait for your event I know we're so excited to support you and go and just meet everybody and learn something new let everybody know again where they can find the event and then where they can reach you connect with you perfect so the event there's a website it's www.females with an s for profit.com you can go there and see every day we're updating the speakers because we've like you know we've gotten some new people coming on and then it'll just be listen it's something that i created like i have this amazing guy alejandro shout out to you that like it 
he's doing this like for free, like in a sense of I'm paying him later, you know, but he did this for my boyfriend's event. He's so talented and he's doing it from Argentina. He's putting this page together. So we're like working on it as we speak, but you can go there. It'll be a video. It's like our mission statement of what the event is about. And it's kind of just something that I like said for my birthday this year, I'm going to just throw it together. So you can go femalesforprofit.com and then you can hit me up at Bethany Miami. If you have any questions about, you know, things that you won't find on the website about collaborating and anything like that. So that's my Instagram. We love it. What about your YouTube channel? Hold on. Cause I, oh, I, I, I love you on YouTube. Well, I mean, like, I'm not, I have a bunch of stuff I haven't even posted. It's like in the making, but Do it, girl. You've, you've just inspired me. Do it. I mean, in the beginning of this year, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a YouTube. I'm going to vlog every day. That was like my goal. And then I was like, dang, this takes a lot of time. And I was editing and I was trying to do it all myself. And then I, so I, I haven't put my, many videos up, but yeah, my YouTube is Bethany Martinez. And I've got like a, um, a video of the last rehab I did. And I'm working on a few more with the association. And yeah. yeah, you should definitely drop. I'm definitely. I think people are interested in yeah. knowing, and and you have a personality, so people Thank connect to people, you. and I think you have a a, a very. Check her out. Seriously. Okay. Yes. Thanks. But thank you so much. I think it was an amazing conversation. I awesome. really enjoyed it. I and really I can't so. wait to like collaborate with you more. I and know. connect and stay connected. Yes. Girl. Don't you be leaving nowhere, girl. No, no. This okay. is it. Okay. This is meant checking. to be. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone, for thank listening. You guys. Thank, thank you guys. Thank you so much. You can follow us at Girls Gone Boss on all social media platforms. And please review, rate us five stars on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on Spotify now. Yes. Everywhere. So thank you so thank much. You guys. Till next, next time. time. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh yeah.